Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. super fun episode for you today. I have Chase, who is my co-founder of All Influence Management, but he also owns a podcast production company as well as a podcast network. So before we get into this, many of you may be looking to launch a podcast of your own. I will sing from the rooftops, scream from the rooftops. What's the phrase? That having a podcast is such a wonderful place for getting your voice out in long form. It's really nice to not be cut off by the uh, fact that Instagram only wants you to speak for seven seconds. (laughs) I'm exaggerating, but you get it. So if you're looking to launch a podcast or maybe you've already launched a podcast and you know that there's a lot of admin and details behind the scenes that are stressing you out from preparing the outlines of episodes, scheduling release dates, ads, guests, tasks, social media clips, edits, more. There's so much behind the scenes. It can be overwhelming and it can be unorganized. You know, I'm the queen of being a creative freaking hurricane. So we have a tool for you. Chase and his team at Upstarter Pods have created a cheap and easy solution to help you manage all of the details by yourself from your phone or your laptop. They are offering my listeners a discount on your order of the ultimate podcast weekly workbook to help you manage your podcast through a template they built in the app notion which we use all the time for my podcast as well as at the agency you can prepare for your episodes and organize all of your podcast details all in one place forget writing a question on sticky notes Mm, don't at me there (laughs) or having numerous apps and disorganized workflows this tool can also help prepare all of the details you need to prepare for your show to finally launch. For under $30, this will save you hours on your podcast. The Ultimate Podcast Weekly Workbook is now out. So go to upstarterpods.com slash workbook and you can receive 20% off of your order with code brandmeetcreator or click the link in the show notes down below. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. I have once again forced my business partner, Chase, to be on the podcast because I had no one else to be a guest. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Something came up the other day. I saw a video on TikTok about how YouTube has its own hosting platform for podcasts. So the reason that I brought Chase on is to chat through creator podcasts like where, how we go about doing this, what things are worth your time. Should you jump into a creator pod or creating a podcast in general and what the best course of action is. If you didn't know, Chase is actually my podcast producer. He owns Upstarter Pods, which is running for me right now. (laughs) Brand Meet Creator is a part of his production company agency. What would you call it? Production company. That's close enough. Great. Great. (laughs) I said the right words. All right. So we are starting with a segment of if you like it, like it. Chase, what are you enjoying on the internet right now? (laughs) So something I've seen recently is called beige flags, which are basically, I'm pretty sure, 
red flags, but <laughs> literally not never that heard serious. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you don't scroll on TikTok um, hey. <laughs> during your free time. But my girlfriend brought this up to me and she was like, what's our beige flag? Because she's been seeing it everywhere on TikTok. Do you have one? This is why this is a, a, a boring segment for me to have brought up because I don't have one. Um, <laughs> I immediately have one. I, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. <laughs> what was hers for you? We didn't come to a... Uh, uh, you guys are lame. We didn't actually explore the rest of the conversation. <laughs> we just continued to watch more TikToks of them. Of terrible beige flags. Okay, so mine. <laughs> so when my husband takes out his contacts, he sticks out his tongue. And I don't know, he like needs to stick out his tongue to like take it out. I don't know why. It's like, you know, girls in the stereotypical, like you have to open your mouth to put mascara on. Never knew that. Everyone that's listening knows that. Okay. Mm. So <laughs> good to know. When he takes his contacts out, he like has the weirdest face and like sticks his tongue out. And I tell him all the time, keep your tongue in, keep your tongue in, keep your tongue in. And he literally can't. It's like impossible for him to take a contact out without sticking his tongue out. And that's my beige flag. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a great one. All right. So getting into this episode, I have Chase here. And my first question is really like if you've been thinking about starting a podcast how do how do we know when this is a good move who needs a podcast who doesn't need a podcast speak to me tell me more obviously as you know a lot of people are interested in starting a podcast these days a lot of content creators a lot of influencers a lot of business owners want to start a podcast and i think the number one reason that a lot of podcasts fail, especially at that early stage, is because they want to start a podcast because they want to talk about a variety of different things, but they don't really, mm -hmm. they haven't really thought yet about the value that the podcast could provide to them or how they're really extracting the maximum value of the podcast, which is fair because a lot of people aren't as familiar with the ins and outs of the podcast industry and exactly mm -hmm. the best practices that you can utilize it for. But the number one thing I would say is to really deep dive into the long-term goals of what you actually want to be using the podcast for, for your, whether it's for your brand and brand building related to wanting to um, build up, you know, PR and guests and all that kind of stuff so that you can go on other shows and eventually launch a book and develop brand credibility there. Or is it because you want to get more customers for your business and then really cater the entire podcast around what that specific goal is. And a lot of people kind of just waste their time with the podcast by bringing on random guests, talking about random topics and not utilizing it to its, you know, real value for them and their eventual brand or business. The thing about podcasting is it's really not a low lift type of content. Like people think it is like, if you're going to film a podcast, you already have, what, 20 to 30 minutes, if not longer, to just film it. Then you have the editing side of it. And I know there's there's platforms that allow you to, like, cut out the ums, cut out the pauses, that kind of thing. What's your favorite one of those? Like, tell me tell me more about some of those tools. <laughs> so, obviously, we have a, an editing team that does all of that 
somewhat manually right through Adobe um, is the, the whole back end. <laughs> so yeah, Sean has to deal with a lot of the, mm-hmm. the cutting out of the ums and stutters. There's now there's a lot more AI tools that can help do a lot of different things for you. Not necessarily as much of the like take your audio file and reduce as much of the things that you want it to. Um, but there are certain things like Descript mm. that are coming out with more and more features yeah. um, that definitely help. Um, Riverside is a great editing tool if you're trying to do things on your own to make your own clips. Um, it has the transcript mm. as well, so you can find keywords that you want to be eliminated, all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, we as have well our- as a bunch of really easy footage repurposing tools exactly clips yeah and and that's probably the best part is being able to take all of the video that you record and really take advantage of it Mm -hmm. i think that's probably the main thing that a lot of podcasters aren't doing enough of is reutilizing repurposing all of those clips yeah (laughs) you being one of them it's that's one of the hardest pieces though is like okay yes you have this podcast but it's not going to go anywhere if you're not marketing it like what is he what I don't even know what the search ability looks like because I don't really I don't really search for new podcasts I come about them from social media or YouTube or whatever or people that I know what is the process of searching for a podcast or the SEO involved in searching for a podcast yeah and that's one of the the pros and one of the great things that's coming out with the YouTube studio uh, podcasting features is the increased searchability. Mm. Um, but typically, yeah, if, if obviously Spotify and Apple, all of those places have podcast charts where you can find the top shows. But for newer and younger shows, it's a lot harder for those to be discovered, which is why it's yeah. such a like kind of slower growth process, because it is a lot of your social media following a lot of word of mouth through, uh, you know, mm-hmm. social media um, to really start spreading out those new shows. Yeah, it's a word of mouth above all. Like I think those reshares um, are really the strongest, the strongest push for podcast listens. Like anyone that shares a podcast in my group, then we'll all talk about it. But you know, we're not sharing something. We're not just finding it on the internet. In well, yeah, words. that's because I mean, investing into listening to a podcast is a lot more work for a listener than it is to mm-hmm. follow on Instagram or on TikTok. It's really easy to follow someone, see a couple of clips of them on any of those social media platforms, and it doesn't cost you really anything for you to right, be a minute invested of your life. to. Yeah, exactly. But to listen to a thirty-minute long episode of a random person. And it's a lot to ask Mm -hmm. for if, you know, they're just scrolling through looking for a specific keyword on Spotify for a podcast. And it's going to be really hard for them to choose yours without knowing you or having really heard anything about you before. So it becomes a lot harder to gain those extra random followers from that, you know, searchability aspect. Repurposing content is one of the hardest pieces too, because, you know, you have this, you have this place where you can talk for as long as you want, essentially. Um, People are listening, they set their phone down, they're listening in the car, they like generally have more time. Whereas, you know, on other social media, your phone's in your hand, you're not just going to set your phone down. So number one, what success have you seen from like length of video? Like, have you seen a really successful repurposing tactic? Because this is something that I totally struggle with, Um, especially when you're on Instagram where you can't 
you, you like you cut out the pauses. It's a faster pace. It's you know you have to know the context like that. Even on TikTok, where people are more used to those three minute long videos, it's it, it's really tough to catch them with podcast content. Yeah, and that's the difficult part with video podcasts becoming more popular and people figuring out how to repurpose those clips. Everyone is kind of different based on whatever your preferred channel is. So if you're primarily on Instagram, the way that you're going to use your Instagram or your podcast clips for Instagram is different than the way people are going to be using their clips for TikTok versus YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really varies. YouTube, obviously, you have a little bit more space to work with, more time to work with. Right. um, And you were telling me about YouTube. You were telling me about YouTube versus YouTube shorts and how you see clients using different versions of their stuff across those two. Yeah, exactly. So um, Instagram and TikTok videos are more repurposed for YouTube shorts, but the longer podcast clips that are more like, here's this seven minute segment of the episode where let's say it was, you know, this sports podcast and it was this specific ranking segment of the, you know, whatever 2004 NBA draft. And that's the kind of stuff that I get caught down. Yeah, sure. Sports. Um, and so like that segment will be like a, whatever, five to seven minute segment. And that stuff is a lot more, you know, usable for YouTube because you can have it be longer there versus you're never going to post that on Instagram, this like seven minute long video. But then that also, you know, brings up that every video podcast is different really in what its value is to the customer or to the audience. Mm -hmm. Certain people's shows don't really have much value as video. Like you're saying, you listen to podcasts, Mm -hmm. podcasts where primarily while people are on walks, they might be working out, they might be going to the gym, they might be, um, you know, running errands or in the car. Most of those times you are listening audio only. That's why podcasts have become Mm -hmm. so popular. You only need the audio. Video podcasts are becoming a lot more popular, especially with this new feature in YouTube studio and with with podcasts there on youtube that is now on the youtube music app um you can listen to and watch all of the youtube videos or the podcast videos but for a lot of shows it doesn't make a lot of sense like for a lot of shows there's not really really much value in their video of it yeah value in the video sure but like personality in the video i think that that's really what people are drawn into it's like the facial expressions the way people move their hands like all of that is more important in the video and that's actually why i and this is such an unpopular thing that i do i like film my courses with my face showing because i'm like i'm expressive. I talk with my hands. You're going to get more from the way that I show off an example with my hand motions as opposed to just doing it the easy way and recording my voice where it's easier to cut and such. So, I mean, I do think there is value in just the visual element. Yeah. I mean, that's valid, but there's just different value for certain shows. There's so much more that they do with the the graphics of the segment mm-hmm. to really add more value and make it a full YouTube clip versus if me and you are having a or telling a story and yeah, there's value in them seeing us, but it's not as much in comparison to just the audio only version. Whereas a lot mm-hmm. of different shows, you know, the video versus the audio makes a 
a bigger difference. So it really just depends show by show how you can really mm-hmm. utilize those clips for a show like this. If we're telling a story, then it might be a specific short clip where there's a really good point and they get to see us versus an, a, a different show where they do really want to put more graphics and things on the videos to make the whole conversation, whatever it is. If you're talking right. about movies, you're going to be showing maybe like the the cover of the movie and different things like that, that add mm-hmm. more to the actual clip. So you're telling me that we're spending an hour editing. <laughs> Yes. So a lot of those, it, uh, (laughs) there is a lot more editing to be done for those, for those videos, um, for them to be, you know, more valuable on, on YouTube and, and TikTok Mm -hmm. and all of the platforms versus some that are just a little bit simpler and kind of just the basic cut. Well, I think of, uh, like, what is it called? Nick Viles show? The Vile Files. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, I say, I do know what that is. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> my point being that they come up on my uh, my Reels tab, not my For You page, my Reels tab all the time, um, just as suggested content because they do the um, they do the content so well that not only are you drawn into the short form version, but you're actually pushed to the podcast to watch the whole thing. Yeah, and that's a great way to utilize the clips as kind of that teaser to drive you into wanting to listen more. But it's definitely editing, you know, it's de- it's definitely a lot of work. And I think there's also something to be said about the fact that The Vile Files is a live show. So like they do go to the studio and record in real life. Yeah, which not everyone is able to do. And with it being so easy to record virtual podcasts, which is obviously... Yeah very popular and really makes it easy for anyone to just hop on zoom or riverside or anchor and just press record and Mm -hmm. upload directly from there but yeah you can definitely tell the shows that somewhat stand out from the video side um, that have a lot more editing done behind them to create a ton more clips and drive more traffic to their their full episodes and can repurpose everything to every single platform and have the short form Instagram and TikToks versus Mm -hmm. some longer segmented clips on YouTube. And obviously, yeah, there's more work to it. We're kind of getting to this point, heart of heart of the issue where, you know, if you have the resources, you have the time, the money to outsource to a production company, etc. Then yes, there's like a ton of content involved. And you can push those views up, you can push the watch time up all of that. But I think there's also something really valuable about adding a podcast to the ecosystem that is your content funnel and your services in general. I mean, I know you have a couple of shows with uh, coaches that are wildly successful in launching all of their offers just because they show up really casually and talk about the thing that they're selling all the time. Yeah. And again, that brings it back to the kind of my original point of what is your specific goal for your show and how can you ex- extract that um, to the best of your ability, the the time and money and effort that you can really utilize the show for. And some have mm-hmm. you know more of that and they could really pump that out and grow their brand. And a lot of times, a lot of those bigger shows are potentially, you know, 
entertainment shows or comedy shows mm-hmm. and or celebrity-based shows, things like that. Um, for the small business owner shows, you might not need as much of that. You might need 200 to 500 followers for it to be a successful show where you're getting to mm-hmm. talk about everything related to your brand. And it is kind of like the hub of your Are you talking about followers content. or listens? Listens. So listens. Listens are the same thing as downloads, which is what you see on all the hosting account sites, which a download is honestly, it's just anytime someone presses play. It's not when you actually have to download the entire like audio file. No one actually does that. So, so. there was something that you said when we first started that was um listens are like likes, and you can't expect more listens than you get likes on your content really yeah that's a good way to look at it just because you know like i said it's hard to get people to invest in 45 minutes worth of content um versus listening to a 30 second video on instagram or liking a post um but those people that are liking your stuff likely are you know strong followers of yours and are the Mm -hmm. if they care about all of your content, your entire brand, you know, it's easier to uh, translate that over into the rest of your content. Right. VIP BFFs for sure. And yeah. And, and I think that it, it it really is such a strong addition to that ecosystem of, okay, I've listened to you speak for 15 minutes. I listened to you speak for 15 minutes plus every single week on your podcast. So when you have an offer they know about it. When you have something happening, when you have a life event happening, when you have, you know, something really long and valuable to say, those people are there and they will buy from you. Like, I think that that is one of the biggest reasons that I love having the podcast is like, I know the people that listen are like, they get it, you know, but it's, and it's so much more than just a like. Yeah, it it makes it definitely easier for small business owners to provide, present all of the different personality aspects of their business, Mm -hmm. um, more so than, you know, through Instagram videos, through Instagram posts and stories and clips, Um, for them to actually get to engage with you, listen to you, it's a much more intimate and authentic experience for the listener. And then it provides them with that opportunity for for you to directly send them to whatever it is that you know you're looking to provide. Um, I think it definitely mm-hmm. is an easier sell for those service providers, um, especially coaches, which is why yes. you know, your show should really be catered towards your business in that way to make mm-hmm. sure that you are showing your credibility, you're showing your experiences, your opinions, your thoughts, your you know, the things that you kind of will be providing in your services. And it is that tease of that, which, um, you know, can more easily drive that traffic. Um, But it just shows you and the same thing with like influencer marketing with, you know, what we do, where obviously those brands want to be working with influencers, whether it is on a podcast or on their Instagram, because, you get to connect with them. You get to have those testimonials from mm-hmm. people, which makes it easier for that conversion rather than from mm-hmm. kind of a more random ad um, or commercial. Right. Right. Because it's immersed It's immersed in this longer bit of content. So on that note, um, and you've talked to me about this a couple of times and I never remember the rules for it. Maybe this is how people feel when they listen to me talk about <laughs> things. Um, what is the general rate for podcast 
don't laugh at me, podcast ads? <laughs> so that's that's a good question. The the kind of typical sponsored or paid ad, let's say some of the popular ones like BetterHelp, they typically are going to be paying around $25 per thousand downloads. So let's say you have a show that has... That's nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing, right? That's why I think for most shows that, that are on the smaller business owner side, the best thing that you can do is cater it to your business and your offerings mm-hmm. and use it to drive your traffic that you get 100% of rather than promoting some other brand. If you have a 1,000 or less downloads, it really won't do anything for you. If you have 10,000 plus downloads, then yeah, you get $250 per ad. And that's why you see a lot of those shows that are larger. They've got four, five, eight ads on them. Yeah. If you've got four ads on one show at 10,000 downloads, then that's a thousand bucks per episode. And that's why you probably have two, three episodes per week. And then it becomes like a full-time job. And that's really your, Mm -hmm. you know, a full thing versus the typical show that is going to be on the smaller scale, but you can utilize it in a variety of other ways for yourself or even with affiliate marketing with some big service provider ROI, you know, referral fees and stuff like that, that can definitely help. Um, But yeah, it is pretty low scale. And I think it's really just like the, the cost, cost benefit, cost time analysis of, you know, (laughs) you have to film that, (laughs) you have to film that ad and then put it into your content. But like, if you're filming it multiple times, or if you're filming it, excuse me, once using it multiple times, then it makes a lot more sense. Whereas if you just have one ad, if if a brand signs on for one ad within your content, and they're paying you 10 bucks for it, like, it's just not, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it for you and it's not worth it for them either. Right. Cause the one time 30 second ad isn't going to convert, no. um, for them either, which is why a lot of right. the ad flights or the ad schedules are, you know, six to eight time lengths yeah. for, for better conversion there. Which makes so much more sense, really. I don't know why more industries aren't on the podcast bandwagon of we really have to see this thing like eight to 12 times. That's a good point. I don't know. I know that a lot of marketing and a lot of ad spend is going to the podcasting industry. I mean, it's obviously grown Mm -hmm. so much in the past few years and marketing has been Mm -hmm. catching up to that and realizing what the conversions are um, on smaller and bigger shows and what the exact you know, kind of perfect lengths are for that. But yeah, it's definitely made a lot of progress in the past few years. I'm excited to see where that really develops with the, you know, podcast marketing, influencer marketing space. Yeah, I really agree, especially as we start to see more bigger influencers jump into podcasting and using their platform to leverage this show as a, you know, additional platform, way to get to know you, et cetera. Um, So bringing this back to our original topic, my original question to you, (laughs) YouTube coming out with this YouTube studio thing, is this easier than anything else? Like, how do you see the application happening? Does this, like, that's really what I need to know. Like, does this make this easier? So YouTube has been making a lot of adjustments and updates within the past couple of years, really, to try to compete with Spotify and Apple in the podcasting space. Um, That's so interesting that YouTube positions itself with those two. 
Yeah. So obviously they have a variety of things from from YouTube TV to YouTube Music, um, and this I believe is called YouTube, YouTube Shorts. S- YouTube Shorts, and this is called YouTube Studio. Um, and essentially, your podcast is a playlist on your channel. Um, mm. And so, if you are a content creator specifically already on YouTube, it really makes it easier for those YouTube creators to now have a podcast by basically just putting videos into its own into a podcast playlist or by creating new videos and it just gets mm. kind of sorted into the playlist on your channel which Do you film in YouTube? Yeah, so this would be for video podcasts only. So do you if edit you, in YouTube. You do not use well I don't use YouTube as the editing tool. Um why so we use cuz we use Adobe and some other well, because it's nicer, but tools. like <laughs> <laughs> you're like, because I run a real company thing. Um, but <laughs> but is it a valid option for people to edit on YouTube themselves? Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that you can edit. So you don't you don't record directly in YouTube either. I don't know if that's what you're okay. you're getting at. But if you were to so you let's say for your show else to put it on YouTube. Correct. Yeah. If if you're recording on Zoom for your podcast or however else that if you're a YouTube creator and you're a vlogger and you've got other different, you know, cameras and and recording tools, then you you take those how you normally would and you just post those directly to YouTube. And now you can post that video mm-hmm. of your podcast directly to YouTube under a podcast playlist, which basically oh. now makes it easier for podcasts to be housed in YouTube and easier for people to find rather than them just being random clips on a channel. Got it. There's basically just now a section for them to be housed under and for people to be able to search if you already are kind of a YouTube podcaster. So is it long ways or nine by 16? (laughs) It's long ways. It's a typical (laughs) YouTube video format. (laughs) But you can format your videos <laughs> however you want. And uh... I, the, well, okay. The reason that I ask is because TikTok also came out with some kind of long form content that can go up to 20 minutes, right? Yeah. So obviously that's not for podcasts, but that was my first question was, okay, is this is this nine by 16 or is it nine by 16 the other way? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> 16, 16 by, 9. by 9. Yeah. Close. Is that um, what it is? Yes. Okay. So it's it's long ways um <laughs> for YouTube. Ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um but that's the problem is like, you know, are you just switching your like how, I'm not going to just flip my phone, you know? Like if I do it one way, I'm going to do it one way and my content is made for that platform. And then you don't really have a solution after that. So you're either putting that 20-minute video onto TikTok or you're creating it for YouTube and it's going to be housed as a YouTube video that you watch the different direction. So let's say in in Riverside after we record, um, in Riverside, we can format our videos to be, let's say, me and you side by side. That would obviously be 16 by 9 right there. And that would just go directly to YouTube. Or we can just do it you can just change the format directly in Riverside to be you on top and and me on bottom. And then it's nine by 16. 
um, or you can have the speaker view change. But all that formatting stuff is it's honestly basic editing stuff that we could do to just make two different files. (laughs) You're like, you're thinking about the wrong things, (laughs) wrong things here. Yeah, that wouldn't be um, as challenging. (laughs) What you're telling me is we should all be using Riverside if you decide to jump on to (laughs) podcasting. And also, and I can drop my code down below. I feel like it still works. Harley 20 if you want to join Riverside, (laughs) but it is a really inexpensive way to... I'm just trying to promote all my no, codes it's, here. It's a smart um, plug. I promote Riverside. You should definitely <laughs> go on it. Use Chase 20. Just kidding. <laughs> it's Chase 20. <laughs> um, but I'll drop that link down in the show notes um, if you want to go check it out. I feel like there's a free trial or something, um, but that's what we're using. But what you're telling me is it's not. It, it, it's really for the creator that already has something on YouTube. Yeah, it, it definitely makes the most sense for people who already have a YouTube channel. Okay. Like if you were posting 20 minute long podcast videos to TikTok because TikTok's your channel, then I would continue to do that. Um, if you already have a YouTube channel, it makes it easier for you to basically sort and house all of your podcast episodes and podcast clips into a playlist, which makes it easier to consume mm-hmm. for your listener as well, rather than it just being various clips in your podcast channel. Okay. So rapid fire takeaways here. Who needs a podcast? Oh man, that is a challenging question. Um, Service providers. I, so in my opinion, I think podcasts are very well suited for small business owners that are in that provide a service. So basically that if that means that you have a product, I don't think it makes as much sense for you to put the time and effort into mm-hmm. um, creating a, a podcast around your product. But if you getting have on a podcast is a different story though, because I feel like telling your story and getting on podcasts does get people interested. Yes. But having your own podcast doesn't so much make sense. Yeah. If if you have a product, you probably have a great story to tell and you want brand awareness for your product. Yeah. So it makes a lot more sense to just go on as many other shows and get in front of as many new people as possible. Whereas if you're a service provider, you really want to connect so much deeper with your audience. So getting those repeat listens by having your own show, having people come mm-hmm. back to you every week to connect and grow with you much more um, provides a lot more potential return for those service yeah. providers, whether you are a, you know, some type of online coach or, you know, even like an accountant or anything like that, where yeah. you, you want people to really engage with you. And it's a little bit more of a probably higher, um, lift and higher spend for them to work with you. You know, this, mm-hmm. a podcast is a great way yes. to provide them with as much free content and free value as possible Ooh. to basically convince them that you are what they're looking for. Yeah. It's, you have a high ticket service. I think that's yeah. so, I think that's so valid as your service providers with a higher ticket service. What about people that don't need a podcast? So if you are looking to become an influencer, um, <laughs> use a different and- platform that's more viral. Exactly. Um, And I see that a lot. A lot of people that are Ah. wanting to expand their brand as an influencer and they just want an extra platform to be talking to and they want the long form Ah. platform. 
um, it often doesn't make that much sense because one, you don't really have that much potential monetization return for you if you're not driving them to a business. If it's all based on affiliate marketing or entirely based on potentially getting paid ads, it needs to be a pretty large show. Um, So it depends on where you're at at the influencer level. But for the most part, if you're trying to grow your brand, grow your personal brand, a podcast isn't quite the right place for you yet until I think you put more time into the rest of your social media platforms. And and then it's potentially a future stage. It's not just a magic, magic solution. I think that that's really the take home message is podcasting is amazing, but it's not your magic solution to overnight fame and fortune. Yeah, I mean, it really just honestly depends so much of where someone's at. If you want to be releasing a book soon, you know, having a podcast or you've already released a few books, a podcast is a great way to leverage that part of your personal brand. If you don't have any plans for that, it honestly, it comes back to what we're talking about at the beginning with exactly what your goals are. Um, Yeah. Whether you're a small business owner, you want to release a book and become, you know, more credible in that specific space, or if you just want to be a larger presence on on Instagram. (laughs) So Chase, number one, thank you so much for jumping on on my every whim. Um, I appreciate it a billion times. Um, Can you tell me where to find Upstarter and all of the wonderful things that you do for Mm. this show (laughs) and many others? So you can find us at upstarterpods.com. You can reach out to me. We'll put the the link in the show notes. If you want to chat about if a podcast is right for you, then you can sign up for that discovery call. We can chat all about it and uh, and see if it really makes sense. Amazing. Thank you so much for jumping on. And to my brand meet creator friends, thank you so much for listening. 